0: Welcome to the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church. We hope our broadcast will bless you. Turn with me, if you would, in your Bible to Galatians 6, verse 7. We're going to read. It reads, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Sabbath. God's family. My name is Zuzai, Z U Z A I, and my second name is Hizoke, <laughs> So he's okay. And uh, for some reasons, Elder Anthony, I have uh, two girls and one boy. And the, my eldest daughter's name is Zotuhalome. My second girl's name is Zokime. And somehow we were all born in January. So, zoo get me. Thank you very much. Um, I come from a beautiful country called Papua New Guinea. Have you heard about Papua New Guinea? P-N-G? Oh, thank you very much. So I'm not, I'm not new. Thank you. It's to the north of Australia, and if you ask Mr. Google, or Ms. Google, uh, Google will tell you that it's uh, the second largest island in the entire world. After Greenland, half of it is taken by Indonesia. People who look like me are part of Indonesia. West Papua, they're called. In the South Pacific, there are three people groups. Number one is called the Polynesians. Polonations are the Tongans and Samoans. They look more like the Hawaiians. Tall and big and huge. I remember one of the Samoan guys, we went for a Bible Land uh, tour and we went to Egypt and we were climbing Mount Mount Sinai. And you know what? This guy got on a camel and the camel collapsed. (laughs) So the guy was so upset. He was so upset. You could literally see because that was his means of income, you know? We paid, you have to pay $20 to get up to the mountain. And so we had to pray, you know. And after 20 minutes or so, the camel got on his feet again, so good news. So th- these are the pollinations. And then we have the micronations. Pollinations are further east toward America. And the micronations uh, are more like the Madagascar people. They are more like the Asians. Uh, they, they live up to the north. Uh, through the north of the Pacific Ocean. So you he- hear about Marshall Islands, uh, you know, and uh, all these places. So that's my chronology. And Melanesians uh, that looks like me. Fijians, Solomon Island, Vanuatu. So I'm from Papua New Guinea. It's just a little, you know, at, at least I want you to know where I come from. <laughs> Thank you very much. But one thing I have come to know is that Irrespective of where we come from We are As Bible believing Christians We are a family In the Lord What do you say? We are a family So you are my brother I am your brother You are my sister Is that right? I'm your brother We are a family Because we have one father Pater He is God And as a family We are the patria We borrow We get our name from the father so yeah so i just want to let you know that please it's not a stranger here it's part of the family who's gonna speak god's words to us this morning are you with me thank you let's pray heavenly father we are so excited to be in the house of god to worship you and to fellowship with one another please lord we just ask that your holy spirit will do what jesus said will do and it is to help explain the scriptures to us. Please, may he has the freedom to do it this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our sermon today is titled, Useful Still. I believe at the end of the sermon, you will come to understand what this title topic means our key text is found in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 but I also put verse 14 because uh, you know verse 14 might be upset that we did not bring him into bring her into you know discussion so Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 and verse 14 can I have my sisters in Christ to read verse 13 and then all my brothers in Christ We'll read verse 14. Please, all my sisters, if you can, can you stand also? We've been sitting, is that right? Can, can, can is, is it okay? Please. Please, sisters. Thank you. Let's read verse 13, please. Uh, the, the sisters, please. Uh, brothers, uh, y- y- your ten will come. Sisters, one, two. Very much. I salute you, please. Thank you. You can see it. All my brothers, please, including David, also at the AV section. Please, can, can, can we stand and can we read uh, verse 14, please? Brothers, one, two. Hello. Hello. David, can you lead us, please? Verse 14. You are one, two. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Oh, thank you very much, (laughs) Sidan. Thank you, brothers. I'm not upset with you. I'm just saying, A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. (laughs) Thank you very much, boys. Oh, sorry, Uh, brothers. Thank you. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and verse 14 is part of the sermon on the mount. Michelle, thank you very much for leading out in the song. My, my second daughter's sec, middle name is Michelle, so I, I asked the uh, elder Tony, you know, who, who, who was the, what's the name of the lady who was uh, leading out in the service. You see, as a pastor, I love getting to know my church members and addressing them by name. It is very important. Very, very important. Jesus says, I know my sheep by name. And part of the reason why we lose church members is because we don't know them by name. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount. If you look within the context, you will come to realize that Jesus, turning to his disciples, spoke or preached the Sermon on the Mount. So, who is the target? Who was Jesus speaking to? His what? Starts with D. I. S. Disciples. Disciples. So what is meant by disciple? What is the definition of a disciple? Is a follower of the leader. Is someone who is a student of the master. Is someone who comes to admire this figure in front. And says, yes, I will follow you. Yes, I admire you. Yes, I love you. Yes, I'll give my life to you. So those who chose Jesus as their head, he is now turning to them and is speaking to them. And part of what he told them was that you, my disciple, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So if you look carefully at this, Jesus is addressing his disciples. Are you also a disciple of Christ this morning? Of course. Of course. So as a disciple, you and me and so together this message is important. We need to understand what he meant. I wish I have all the time to explain the whole, you know, sermon, but I just picked up verse 13. And probably I will touch a little bit on verse 14 also. Are you with me this morning? So what is the key text? What is the book? Matthew, what is the chapter? Five verses? So when you go home and uh, you know somebody asks you, so what was the uh, key text for, you, for the divine service this morning, what will you say? Whisper to, you, whisper to the one who is sitting next to you. Tell them, what, what, what text did you study this morning? Ah, <laughs> wow, you are good students. Thank you very much. This statement of Jesus, what he told them they were, if you look at it, has a local application as well as a global application. You, there in Galilee, by the Sea of Galilee, you in Israel, in Palestine. But you know what? He is telling them, you are the salt of the earth. You are the soul of the world. When you talk about the world, you are not just talking about Israel only, but you are talking about everywhere else, including Michigan, including Papua New Guinea, including Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, Africa, India, uh, tell me, Madagascar, uh, Afghanistan, Philippines, England. You are talking about the entire world. Do you think that these israelites these jewish disciples who were there that that, the time jesus was preaching to them do you think at one time they will like be everywhere in the world no no so the point is this my brothers and sisters in christ when jesus told them you are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world he has in mind you and me and he knew that his disciples individually, but also globally, they will fill the earth, they will fill the world. Are you with me? So we are and we were created for a purpose. And our purpose here is also given to us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and verse 14. So now, what we will do is we will break down, we will, we'll, we will go into these things. So what is the Salt. In case someone has not seen assault, you know what assault is? Have you seen one? You know what assault is? At least anyone who has not seen assault, can you raise your hands this morning? If you haven't seen assault, you don't know what assault is. Hello? Just in case I brought something here, but you know it, so I don't have to show you. I just want to be practical. I just want to illustrate things. I want you to like know what you are talking uh, we are talking about this morning. So you know what a salt is. Okay, My other question is this: How is a salt made? The scientific name for salt is what? sodium chloride. sodium chloride or salt is a result of sodium plus chloride. Chemically mixing together to give you what? Sodium chloride. That's a table salt. So sodium plus what? Chlorine. Chemically mixed together. And they give you what? Salt. So the one who created salt. When he said you are the salt of the earth. He knows what he's talking about. As salt Sodium plus chlorine Mixes together to give you salt Heaven plus earth Needs to work together To give you salt of the earth Are you with me? Humanity plus divinity Equates salt of the earth Are you with me? Mankind plus God Gives you salt of the earth So church members here Disciples of Jesus in Midland church. Jesus tells us in John chapter 15, verses 1 to 4. But can we read verse 4, please? Can we read verse 4? Turn your Bibles to verse 4. You know, sometimes we get so lazy, just depending on the PowerPoints and things, that we don't touch the Bible sometimes. So that's why there are some passages in scripture that I I, I meant. Not to put it on the on PowerPoint. So please, can you open your Bibles? And I just want to hear the sound of the pages turning. It's a so sweet to my ears. John chapter 15, verse 4. Matthew, can you read John chapter 15, verse 4, please? Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Matthew, Jesus says, abide in me and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit, neither can you bear unless you ac- abide in me. So Jesus is saying the same thing, but now he's putting to the salt. He said, you cannot be the salt of the earth unless you abide in me. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? So, please, we must understand this. We must understand this. Please, brothers and sisters, let us abide in Christ in order to continue to function as salt of the earth. We can be in church, and yet we don't have the connection. You can be a second, third generation, seventh adventist, and yet not have the connection. Are you with me, church? Tell your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 5, please. Turn your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 5. Verses 8 and verse 9, please. Michelle, can you read verse 8 and verse 9, please? Or you read verse 8 and come... Can someone... Uh, thank you, my sister. What is your name? Bob. C- can you read verse 9, please? Exodus chapter 5. Michelle, verse 8. Bob, verse 9, please. Thank you. C- can you, like, you know, so that, so that the whole church can hear? I'm so sorry for that. Thank you. And the tale of the bricks, which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught there, thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Thank you very much. Bob Verse 9. Okay. Exodus chapter 5, verse 9. Sorry. Oh, sorry. All right. more work do they that that they may labor in it, and let them not regard false Hey, brothers and sisters, I, I have just emphasized the importance of keeping the connection. You know, as, this, as, I, as I wrote in this book, Elder uh, was, uh, you know, keeping connection. You see, it is important for us to keep the connection, both vertically and it is important. And one way in which we can keep the connection is to have time for prayer and time for Bible study. Can I just start a little bit on the stewardship? You know, you talk about the tithe and the offering. You talk about the tithe and the offering. You, you, you understand what I mean? God gives you 10, 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Which one is the tithe? Which one is the tithe? The, the, the what? You count one up to 10 and which one is the, is the tithe? The tent, is that right? The tent, the tent. One, two. Th- it's, it's tenth tent of everything. Tent of everything is tight. is holy unto the Lord. Where do where do the offering come? Offerings come from, from the nine. Whichever you how mu- how much you want to give him, you give him from the nine. Are you with me? You don't give him tight. You retain tithe, but you give offering. Are you with me? Are you with me? So. From the nine, you give how, how much you want to give to the Lord as an offering, as, 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 as a free will offering. Are you with me, church? So when it comes to stewardship of time, from the seven days—Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday—which one is the type? Like you give the whole day to Him. Which one is the type? Saturday Sabbath, from sunset to sunset, from even to even. And which one is the offering? Where do you get the offering from? From the six days. So you come to church on Sabbath. What do you do? What do you do on the Sabbath? What do you do on the Sabbath? You read the Bible. You pray. You sing songs. You praise the Lord. Are you with me, church? That's the type. We do it on the Sabbath. But the offering, reading our Bible, praying, must come during the six days. Morning, evening, whichever works for you. Are you with me? And some of us only come to church on Sabbath... And want to read and pray and study the Bible and get manna from above when the Old Testament tells us that manna never falls on the Sabbath. It falls during the six days. Are you with me, church? We think we will come and fill ourselves with the word of God on the Sabbath. But Seventh-day Adventist Church in Midland, I want to declare to you this morning, lest you forget. Because to forget is to sin. Manna falls during the six days. Not on the seventh day. You just come to eat and celebrate on the seventh day. What you have gathered during the six days. Useful, still. We're getting there. I can smell it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Pastor, excuse me. I need to walk out of the church. We- we're getting somewhere else I don't want to go to. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Church, are you with me? Do you believe in heaven? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe one day nation of Sunday law will happen? Do you believe one day Jesus Christ will come? And do you think we need to also read our Bibles during the six days? Don't show me your hands But who's been reading his or her Bible During the last six days? Let's keep the connection Let's keep the connection In order for us Excuse me Do we have an extension cord here? Extension cord here Do we have You know what an extension cord is? I should have brought mine to show you What an extension cord is (laughs) Are you with me here church? Are you with me here church? For that light to light the extension cord must be connected to where? Where is the power? Where is the power? Where, 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 where about is the power? Okay, okay, let's, let, let's imagine that. Yeah, okay, it's here, it's here. I'm not imagining it, it's here. Give me that extension cord. Thank you, brother. If we have, if we have, it's not an extension cord, it's something else, but that's okay. You understand, in the place of extension cord, just imagine there is a light here. You pluck. Pluck as long as this one is connected to the source. Here, the light will shine. Are you with me? The moment you unplug, what happens? Is this a rocket? Rock, something that rocket scientists should explain. So to be salt of the earth, elder, to be salt of the earth. Let our church members know. We need to be plugged. We need to be connected. We need to be connected. This is so serious. Church, are you with me? But you know what Exodus is telling us? Exodus chapter 5. The enemy comes along. The enemy comes alone. And what does he say? In Exodus chapter 5. The context is this. Moses, God sends them, you know. After a Benny Booth experience. Moses came down, met Aaron. Went and saw the 70 elders of the uh, people of Israel. And so now they front up. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, office the White House, remember? Come in. They sat there and so they told this Pharaoh, God has asked that you let his people go and worship God. Huh? And what does Pharaoh say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting you guys go! Who is this God? Huh? when these two men walked out he turns to his officers and he's telling them verse 8 and verse 9 he tells them this you know what happens these Jewish people these Israelites these disciples because they are free, they don't have much to do they they have some spare time so what they are saying, because they are idle, they want to go and worship God. So what do you do? Lay on the man, lay on the woman more work. Are you with me, church? Give them more work. Give them more work. Give, lay on the man more work so that they may labor in it. I wish I can speak in my own language to explain but unfortunately, I cannot. And I, you know, English is not my first language; it's my third language. Oh. But but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to like you know, lay on the men so that they carry the load, and there is no time for them to think about God. You know what the devil does? He still applies the same principle. He wants us to work, 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 work. No time for God. Work, 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 work. No time for God. Jesus was the busiest person to ever inherit planet Earth, and yet he found time to worship God. Sometimes we give excuse that we are so busy. <laughs> My professor told me on Tuesday. He said, "Zuzai, don't think that you are Jesus trying to solve everyone else's problem." <laughs> You are here for studies. Concentrate on your studies. Brothers and sisters, you see, we could simply find a time to pray and Bible study. I mean, we can. But the thing is that we are so busy. Are you with me? No wonder Jesus says, as was the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And what happened during the time of Noah? Eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, busy, 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 busy. And the Bible says, and they did not know until the flood came and took them away. So they did not know. I'm asking, how comes they did not know? No, I was preaching to them. He told them basically what was going to happen. But you know, human tendency, when we are busy, we forget about those other things. So church in Midland, I don't want you to be so busy that you have no time for God. You will regret this. Are you with me? In in Garden of Eden, God told even and Eden, all these other fruits, you too can eat those edible fruits. But just this, but just this, O-N-E, but just this, you too can eat, 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 go ahead and eat. You eat, but just this one, you shall not touch it. You don't eat. What did they do, these two couple? I mean, this couple. What did they do? They went and ate every other thing that he said you can eat. And then they came and saw this forbidden fruit and they said, let's try this one. <clears throat> you understand what I mean? God, God gave us how many hours in a day? 24 hours in a day. Matthew chapter, please. Can someone turn to Matthew chapter 26, verse 40? Matthew chapter 26, verse 40. Can I have uh, someone, maybe from the back, can you read Matthew chapter 26, verse 40? Oh, 40, or 14? 40, 40, 40. Got it. Matthew 26, verse 40. Thank you. Okay. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to them, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Wow! Wow! He found the disciples sleeping. garden of Gethsemane. Time of trouble is just approaching. The enemy is coming. They are already on their way. And these disciples are what? They are asleep. Jesus comes, found them asleep in the time of trouble, and he tells them, could you not watch with me 24 hours? Could you not watch with me 4 hours? Could you not watch with me three hours? I will stop, I will stop when the whole church gets the number right. Could you not watch with me 16 hours? Could you not watch with me 15 hours? Could you not watch with me one hour? You can have the 23 of the 24, but Jesus says, give me the one hour. Ellen White says, the sleeping disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane represents the sleeping church in the last days. Church, are you with me? Is one hour out of 24 too much? Jesus is saying, have the 23. Midland, Midland, Matthew, please. Elder, please. I wish I know your name. Every one of you, please. I can look at your face and just imagine that I'm calling you by name. 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 name. I'm calling you by name, my friend. I'm calling you by name. I'm calling you by name. I'm calling you by name. Jesus says, of the 24 hours, have the 23. Just give me one. One out of 24. Have the 23. Do anything you want. Give me one hour. Is he asking for too much? And yet, we are like even Adam. We eat after 23. And we also look at 24 and say... And so what happens? Those who eat everything up, God will say, go out of this garden. Church, are you with me? Are you with me? Please, church, it's serious. You may think I'm putting up a show here, trying to, you know, but I'm trying to drive some point. And the point is, one hour is not much. One hour is not much. Do you think God deserves that one hour? Are you, some of you on social media? Social media, sometimes somebody goes into the bathroom and it's like, oh, you've been in the, come out. <laughs> we, we tend to spend more time on all these things that are important. Can we church at Midland? God is in heaven. He physically, he physically cannot come and talk to you. While I have the opportunity to speak to you, every one of you by name, I am telling you, devote some time to God. Take him seriously. You know what? Whatever you do in the 23 is good. It's a blessing. It's to support the work and support the family and let's move on in life. Support our school, you know, let's move on in life. But you know what? All that we get, ever get to accumulate in the, last, in the 23 hours will one day end up in the flames. But that one hour is investment for the rainy days. That one hour will take our feet off the ground when Jesus comes. If you think it's important, make some decisions today. Be resolved. At least, not a perfect one. If I, as a pastor, tells you that I spend one hour every day, I would definitely lie to you. I'm only human just like you. I have my challenges. There are times I sleep late, wake up late. But the desire must be that every day, at least I spend some time with the Lord. Not just five minutes, not just prayer. Not just prayer. Ellen White says prayer is like the bread of the soul. Prayer is like the bread of the soul. It's like the oxygen. Guys, are you going to survive on oxygen for like one year? Or that's two months? Are you going to survive on oxygen alone for like 10 days? No, 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 no. While air is important, while oxygen is important, food also is important. While prayer is important, Bible study is also important. Are you with me, church? Wow, we are not there yet, and uh, it's almost time. Tell me, I'm a short guy, so I have to preach to, the, to my height. I can't go like. A See, I, this morning I came and met a met a gentleman that I looked up like this. His name is D A V. I, D, and I thought, that's how big and tall David must have been. And if David is that tall, how tall is Goliath? <laughs> Sorry, brother David, I have you don't mind. Uh, if you need to apologize, I'll come and apologize. <laughs> so, so please, church, church family, all that I'm telling you and I'm encouraging you, please, as a brother in Christ, not a perfect one. But at least at least our brother. It's good to have a brother. It's good to have a sister. And our brother comes this morning and is telling you have some time for Jesus. Get the connection going. Are you with me, Church? And you will say thank you to Jesus for this message one day in heaven. Okay, now salt. Use of the salt. Tell me one one use. It's flavor. You know, brothers and sisters. This world is tasteless Many are just almost giving up in life they, they think that, oh Lord Lord, I'm just born at the wrong time You can add flavor To a tasteless life As the salt of the earth Are you with me? Give me one more use of the salt Oh yes, yes Thank you, thank you that, that, That's right, thank you Yes Purify, Purify. thank you this world is we can we can be that purifying agent of the Lord, amen. Preserves you can help to preserve a decaying world. Are you with me, church? Heal, healing, healing. It has healing properties, you know that. So so many, so many uses. According to according to Philip saman in his book. Christ's way of reaching people, page twenty two. This is what Philip Salmon says. F- salt has fourteen thousand different uses. How many thousand? One four thousand different uses. Is salt been useful? With fourteen thousand different uses. Is salt been useful? Is salt useful? Wow church. With 14,000, approximately 14,000, even 10,000, even 1,000 would have been useful. Are you with me? But when you talk about 14,000 different uses of salt, my brothers and sisters, salt is not just useful, but it is very, very, very useful. Are you with me? So when the creator, the one who created salt, and the one who created human beings says you are the salt of the earth and if salt is very very useful Jesus is simply saying your creator is simply saying your master is simply saying your lord is simply saying you are very very useful are you with me? and so if you are very useful please let no man despise your youth let no man talk down on you Let not your boyfriend think that you are useless. Let not your girlfriend put you down. Let not your former boss uh, or your your workmates put you down, talk you down, think that you are good for nothing. Because the Bible tells me, that our Creator tells us, you are very useful. Are you with me? You know, I talked about David. You know, something I like about David, this little boy, you know, Kelly hares uh, he smells like the sheep from the battlefield, I mean, from the uh, from the countryside in Bethlehem. He's, uh, uh, maybe he didn't have shower for the last uh, few weeks, few days, I don't know. He comes with smelling like, you know, like uh, f- from the forest. He comes out, he sees this uh, young, uh, you know, and uh, I don't know if there is a way called hugest. He sees this giant and he goes like, I can kill him. And his brother in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 28, Eliab says, wow, what a shame. David, you are too too annoying here. You should be looking after the sheep. Why do you have to come here? You are not able to fight this man. So his elder brother says, David, you can fight this Goliath. Look, the whole well-trained army of Israel, the whole platoon flees from this man. And you one little boy from Bethlehem think you can kill this man? Oh, no, 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 you are a disgrace. Go home. That's from the elder brother. Brothers and sisters, we will always have elder brothers in the church. We will always have elder brothers in the work, 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 you know, stations. Who think that you are good for nothing. Who will think that you are just a small boy, a small girl. You don't have much experience. You have, you don't have, they look at your background. They look at where you come from. Uh, okay. And so he went up to King Saul. And he tells King Saul, King, don't be afraid. I will fight this man. And after listening to his testimony, King says, verse 33, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 33, You are not able to go against this man. For he has been, for you are but a youth. This man has been a warrior since the days of his youth. You are not able. But you know what uh, David says? David said, but look, King. When I was looking after my father's, you know, sheep, a lion came, I killed it with my hands. A bear came, I killed it with my hands. The God who saved me from the paw of the lion and the bear is able to save me from this uncircumcised Philistines. Are you with me? Are you with me? So there in the battlefield, elder brother said, you cannot. Up in the office, the boss says, you cannot. But this young boy, David, he didn't listen to them. He turned around to somebody else and he said, I still can do it. And with God empowering David, he went up and he killed Goliath. Are you with me, church? Don't let anyone put you down. You are useful. You are useful. I'm useful. I feel like if there is something called useful that should come out and display themselves, I just feel like they should pop out and say, Hello, Chat Midland. We're here. Brothers and sisters, if we are connected with God, we are useful. We can almost pick things into existence. There's a little boy called John Mark. Have you ever heard about John Mark? Hello? John Mark was just a little boy, you know. I don't know, probably. 11, 12, 8, I don't know. He was just a little boy when Jesus came and did his ministry. And he was gone. And so one time Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas is the cousin of John Mark. They decided to take this young man. So they left Antioch and they uh, went, went to the island of uh, Cyprus Island. And they were at a place called Papos. Papos. And so they sailed across the sea. Toward what, is, what used to be called Asia Minor To a place called Pampilia You can read the story in Acts chapter 15 Acts chapter 13 You know, around there So, as they went to You know, it's more than Turkey now As they went to Pampilia This uh, coastal region And they were going up to, to, to the highlands John Mark says I cannot So he ran away From the ministry and in Acts chapter 15 verse 30, 36 to 40 when Paul suggests to Barnabas for the second time we'll go and visit these people and see how they are doing and Barnabas says Paul can we take the young man which young man no i mean John Mark remember my cousin Paul goes like what you want us to take this man this young boy who ran away from ministry You want us to take him? Turn your Bibles, please. Turn your Bibles. We'll see what happened. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, verse 37. I'm reading from there. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them into the work. Verse 39, can every one of us read? Verse 39, Acts 15, verse 39. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. Wow. You can read the story, brothers and sisters. Paul says, no. Excuse me, no. You're talking about John Mark. He fled from the ministry. He ran away from the ministry. We are not taking these little kids who ran away from ministry us says, can we give him another chance? I guess he should learn from his mistakes and improve. But Paul says what? No, I'm done. I'm done. If you want to go with John Mark, you you go, you go, I'll go with someone else. He took Timothy and they went. Turn your Bibles to First Peter, uh Timothy, chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Second Timothy is the last book written by Paul. Are you with me? What is the last book ever written by Paul? Second Timothy. Where is he now? Where is he now? In prison. He's in prison. Are you with me, church? And any time the soldiers will come and take him away, cut his head off on the APN highway. You know the story. He writes in verse 4 to 6, I have fought a good fight. I have kept thy faith. I have run the race. Behold, there is laid out for me a crown of... So I'm sorry, when I read those texts, as a pastor, you know, it breaks my heart. This guy knows that he's going. Have you ever traced the words, the final words of your loved ones? Just before they die, they write out something, they say something before they die? This is what Paul wrote. I've done my work. Praise the Lord. God will give me a crown of righteousness, but not to me only, but also to them who love also his appearance. Is that right? And then, verse 11, what does he say? Verse 11, please, my sister, can you read? Only look with me. Get Mark and bring him with me, for he is useful to me. Wow. Can you read again, please? Can you stand and read, my sister? Can, 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 we, can we pay attention to sister? Please read. For he is, for he is, who is Paul referring to? Who is Paul talking about? John Mark. Bring Luke with you. Uh, Bring Mark with you. For he is what? When earlier on in life, Paul looked at John Mark, excuse me for this word, but he saw him as useless, good for nothing, is not worthy of giving him another chance But now before he dies In his final words That he writes to Timothy He is saying John Mark is useful to me From someone useless To someone useful Only God can make a difference Let no man despise the youth Let no man think that you are good for nothing God can make something out of you Are you with me church? So that's actually what happened. And brothers and sisters, I am so grateful to let you know that we are very useful and God can make something out of nothing. So from someone useless to someone useful. For he is useful to me for ministry. We appreciate what Paul did. And honestly, I've been a church administrator for nine solid years. I've made some hard decisions. I've been involved in making some hard decisions. And I can tell you, we need some people like Paul who put their feet down. But I can tell you also on the other side of the coin, that if I only had people like Paul, I wouldn't be on the pulpit now. I wouldn't be where I am now. But I praise God that I had people like Barnabas, son of encouragement. Despite my ups and downs in life, they cried with me. They come down with me on their knees and they prayed with me. They encouraged me. And today I can stand on the pulpit and I can preach because of people like John uh, T- uh, Barnabas who encouraged me. Are you with me, church? So I want you to be encouraged this morning that we are useful and we must not let anyone to this, this you know say that we are not useful. we are not useful <laughs> okay we, we have to we have to be finishing we have to be finishing we have to be finished we're gonna finish salt is useful I told you but in order to do its work in order to do its work what happens does it say in its packet in order to do its work what happens The salt has to come out of its comfort zone. Are you with me, church? In order for the salt to do its work, it has to come out from this uh, comfort zone and go into the food, into wherever, to impact the world. Are you with me, church? So that's why, as salt of the earth, let's come out of our homes. Let's come out of our busyness. Let's come out of our busy schedules with work and family and home. And let's get into the community, into the neighborhood, and be a different, make a difference in the community. Americans, if we continue to just stay in our home and sing hallelujah and think the work will go on, I'm telling you, we're not getting anywhere. It's about time. Come out. I just feel like, you know, wrapping this open and pouring it out. Don't think that you will continue to stay in the packet and be of any you know influence in the world. In order for you to realize the usefulness the master has called you, you need to come out of your packet. Get into the community. Get into the neighborhood. Work house, work house, kids, school. Work house, kids, school. Sabbath, we come here, four corners of this building. We go back, work, school, work, school. Are we also contributing to the decline of the church? Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church, come out. The world needs us. Your neighbor needs you. My neighbor needs me. Last point. Last point. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown and trampled under the foot of man. Salt is very useful. But the Bible also reminds us that it can lose its flavor. Are you with me? Tell me how a salt can lose its flavor. Salt, when you remove it, open it up, put it on the table here, expose it to sunlight, rain, all other temperature, you know. You expose it to other, it loses its flavor. Brothers and sisters, be mindful, be mindful of what you watch on your mobile phones. Be mindful of your conversation. Be mindful. You know, as they say, sheep is meant to float on water. But the more you have more water coming into the sheep, what happens? Sinks the sheep. Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church. The more we allow the worldly things to cloud our mind, We are not careful about what we are watching. There are some names that you're not supposed to have on your mobile phone. There are some contact details you're not supposed to have on your mobile phone. Your wife doesn't hates that name. But you change it to like Alpha or something else. Who is Alpha or is a workmate? It's not Alpha, it's someone else. Are you with me? Brothers and sisters, what's that on your computer? If it is not your laptop, your desktop, what is that you watch on the phone? Are you exposing yourself to many things that is not helpful? Brothers and sisters, the more we expose ourselves to many things that is not healthy, because the Bible tells us in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 whether you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do it to the what? Glory of God. Whether we eat or drink or watch or talk or think or whatever we do, do it to the glory of God. But brothers and sisters, the more we allow ourselves for a world to come into us. We become good for nothing. And yet we are in church and singing. The golden morning is fast approaching. But only Jesus knows. Whether you are still functioning as the salt of the earth. Or you have lost your flavor. The same is repeated in Revelation chapter 3. About the Laodicean church. You are not hot. You are not cold. You are lukewarm. Therefore I will what? you out of my mouth brothers and sisters useful still useful still are you still useful or are you like the salt that has exposed itself to the outside influence so much more that the flavor is all gone it is my prayer this morning that God will help you to regain your spot to be useful. God bless. You have been listening to the broadcast from the Midland Seventh-day Adventist Church at 2420 East Ashman in Midland, Michigan. If you are in the area, we cordially invite you to visit our church Saturday mornings. If you are a distance away, we encourage you to continue visiting our website and weekly podcast at midlandsda.org.